When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Listening to Anita Marks. Darren Waller in, in that hamstring. Here's the thing. The Giants knew this coming in. Any team who was going to sign and bring in Darren Waller had to know, like, the dude just has a history of a bad hamstring. And every now and then it, it's going to flare up. But more importantly, as we get closer to tomorrow night, where we know the Giants are going to be taking on the Dallas Cowboys, if tomorrow, as we get closer to the 4 o'clock games, word is 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 seeping out that it's not looking good for uh, Darren Waller. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon. Nil-nil right now in Nebraska and Colorado. What the heck is going on, Deion Sanders? Wake your freaking team up, dude. Um, got Colorado at minus one, was minus three at kickoff. Keep you posted there. Talking a lot of NFL, but uh, veering off for just a second. We have Julia Obaba, who's joining us now. She's been out there at the U.S. Open for uh, for a good over a week and a half now. Uh, and has her finger on the pulse of all professional tennis. So joining us now, a lot happening. Julia, welcome in. Happy Saturday afternoon to you. How you doing, my friend? Hi, Anita. I'm doing well. What a roller coaster of a two weeks we've had at the U.S. Open between great tennis, protests, heat. I mean, you name it, it happened in New York. All right, well, let's dive into it. Let's not bury the lead. My dude, Carlos, loses last night. What the heck happened? Oh, my goodness, Anita. I don't think a lot of people saw that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see that. I mean, it's no secret that Daniil Medvedev, he plays so well at the U.S. Open. And I think people forget that he won the 2021 U.S. Open. And who did he beat in the final? Novak Djokovic. So Daniil Medvedev does play really well on these hard courts. He didn't play well at Wimbledon. The grass doesn't really suit his game. Something about the U.S. Open and arguing with the crowd – his adrenaline is just higher than ever. His focus is there. He's locked in. And he's going to really push Djokovic in the final. It's going to be a really, really close match. And he could take Djokovic out. But I, I still have to go with Djokovic winning his 24th singles Grand Slam title on Sunday. Yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, you know, with all due respect, I don't think anybody's going out on a limb there. But come on. Uh, based on what we saw with Carlos and, and Djokovic in, in, of course, their last encounter, boy, it was setting up for something special right here in our own backyard, right? I think everyone was looking forward to seeing that final, especially me and you. I know we were very excited after seeing that DC final. That three-set match was looked like a Grand Slam final. So, Everyone was just hoping that was just a little taste of what we were going to be getting at the U.S. Open final, but it didn't happen, and I think we're all disappointed right now. It's not going to be as exciting, to be honest, but what are we going to do? We'll have to wait till 2024. Ugh, just brutal. Um, but more importantly, all right, 
uh, we still have a chance, right? Coco Golf going for uh, for her first major championship later on today, uh, going up against Sabalenka. Break this match down for us. Who do you like and why, Julia? I like Coco Golf, and I'm so excited to tell you that you know she is looking to become the first American female to lift that trophy in New York since 2017. <laughs> When Sloan Stevens won, we had a couple of runner-ups in Serena Williams since then, but no one has won the title. So I think Coco Koff's going to do that. Sabalenka is the new world number one, so it would be a great win for Coco. I just really am very motivated by the direction of women's tennis right now with Goff and then Pagula. Madison Keys, how about that? We were just points away from having an all-American final between Madison Keys and Coco Goff. But Sabalenka, she fights. But so does Coco Goff. It's going to be a dogfight out there. So, so tell us, what is it about, you know, because obviously we've seen her mature. Um, we've seen her grow. We've seen her develop. What is it about Coco's game right now that you feel like now is the time uh, that that she's she's ready to win a, a championship. I think it's her mental state. I think she's always been a great tennis player. I think mentally she's gotten more confident, which has really helped her serve and her forehand in return. But more than anything, mentally she's just believing in her shots. She's believing in her game. She says she can rely on game plan C and D now, which never used to be the case. So even if she's not having the best day, she's still able to win. Also, she's locked in. She's so focused. The protest the other night during her semifinals match, that didn't phase her. She went, you know, inside um, under Arthur Ashe Stadium, refocused, relocked in, came back 50 minutes later and still dominated in the second set. So she's so focused. She's so mature for a 19-year-old, really. So she's got a long career ahead of her, but I think – today she'll be winning her first grand slam title we're going to get into that protest in just a second um but so 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 i I mean do you feel that this goes to the the distance you know um you know what type of match are we in store for i i mean is is this is this going to where she is this where she's going to have to really dig deep or do you feel that it's going to be somewhat dominant i think it's going to go the distance just because we have two massive fighters, Sabalenka, she will fight until the last point. She's over six feet tall. Sabalenka, Ooh. she has a massive, massive serve, massive ground stroke. So, you know, we know who's going to be playing the offense in this match. We're going to need Coco Golf to absorb that pace, move Sabalenka around, mix in those drop shots. We're going to need her to play super crafty to take Sabalenka off her her like pace and just to mix up that rhythm so if she's able to do that and if Coco's not constantly the one on the defense and she can win this match she's over six feet tall she's massive wow that's really impressive I I didn't I didn't know that she was that big um wow and she's Um, muscular too so all these things you know she that's why um, Coco Goff has to really exploit her movement. She's got to move her forward, take her out of her comfort zone, which is on the baseline. If she's able to draw her into the net, make her hit those volleys, take her out of her comfort zone, that's the game plan right there. 
Yeah, that's like me on the pickleball. I'm, I'm right on that kitchen line. I'm dominant, baby. And by the way, we missed you. We've missed you. I, people have been asking me, hey, where's that former <laughs> tennis pro that you brought out here to our Hoboken pickleball course the other, uh, a few months ago? I'm like, uh, she's working. She's working the U.S. Open. She'll be out here again, hopefully before winter comes and we're out there shoveling snow off our pickleball courts here in Hoboken. Um, again, Julio Elbaba joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, some some top storylines um, outside of tennis that happened this week in regards to the U.S. Open, the protesters. So uh, my producer Joe is telling me, so what, he he glued his feet to the court. What 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 exactly happened there now? Yeah, so there were four protesters that start chanting out end fossil fuels. And three of them were removed quickly. But the fourth one decided to glue his feet to the cement of the stadium. Like so, like his actual we'll feet? It, like his actual skin or his shoes? I, ooh, that, that, see, I never even thought of that. I do think it was the shoes. Well, actually, okay. then they could have just had him come out of his shoes, right? Yeah. So like like maybe it was the feet. Oh, gross. So now they have to be it really careful because... Right, because now they have to be really careful because then they, they would, like, rip his skin off, which would be really disgusting. Yeah, and there were rumors that everyone was asking for nail polish remover, trying to see if that would remove the glue. But 50 minutes later, that guy was still hanging out in Arthrash Stadium. Coco Golf and Carolina Muhova were just chilling, waiting to get back to their semifinal match. But, I mean, it's tricky dealing with this kind of delay because – you don't know how long it's going to be. Is it going to be five minutes? Is it one hour? It's a waiting game. Players have to conserve their energy, stay focused, keep up that nutrition, hydration, deal with the adrenaline, stay warmed up. So there's just so much going on that players have to, you know, deal with while they're waiting for the unknown. Wow. So so take us there because you you know you you what what would you what would Julia be doing? During that time, what would you be doing sitting there waiting for this to play out? Well, first, just like those two girls, they were just like, what is happening here? So I'd be wondering what is going on. And then I would do my very best to conserve my energy, uh, not engage too much with whatever is happening on court, uh, maybe twiddle on my phone and just like relax, maybe not on social media, but play a little game drink a lot. I know Coco Goff was eating different pieces of fruit, which is a great source of energy for her. Um, and just try to stay calm, listen to music, that kind of stuff. And you want to keep your body warm because if you wait 50 minutes and go back on the court without warming up your body, boom, injury. So, not good. No, definitely not good. Last but not least, um, Court 17 uh, there, there, there's, there's complaint about a lot of weed. <laughs> have you, have you been to Court Seventeen to check it out? Is, is, is the weed intake that profound? I've played matches on Court Seventeen, and I've practiced on Court Seventeen. That court is the furthest one out of the whole park, so it's closest to the Queens Public Park. And, yeah, it definitely smells. Uh, gives you a little 
little whiff of what New York is like. And I'm pretty sure Alexander Zverev said it smells like Snoop Dogg's living room, which I thought was iconic and absolutely hilarious. Maria Sakari, who was a top seed of the tournament, lost in the first round, complained, saying that it just smelled so bad. So what are we going to do about it? I don't think there's much we can do. You just have to accept that New York is New York, and it's a different ball game here. So whenever whenever you play on court 17, it smells like uh, Snoop Dogg's living room. I guess that's it. Last but not least, some new rules in regard to the heat there at the U.S. Open. What did those rules entail, and how did it affect people? The first week was so beautiful. I remember thinking, wow, this is the nicest U.S. Open of all time. And then week two hit, and we were in the heat rule, which is 86.2 degrees or higher. In 2018, that meant, starting 2018, that meant that women get a 10-minute break between the second and third set. In men, they get a 10-minute break between the third and fourth set. But then this year, they decided to partially close the roof for the heat roof. However, that hasn't really helped too much because, one, there's still extreme humidity, and two, there's no breeze that's able to get. It's a much less breeze, I guess you could say, with the roof partially closed. So it doesn't really help that much. There's extreme humidity, and players are complaining of massive shadows on the court. If you watch the tennis, there's weird you know, differences in the lighting between one side and the other side, and it just throws players off when they're playing. So don't know if it's much of an improvement. Interesting. Julia, always great having you on, my friend. Uh, you've been kicking butt and taking names on a number of different platforms covering this U.S. Open, and you do a phenomenal job. So we appreciate you here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. And if anyone wants to follow along some of my work, I have it all posted on my Instagram and Twitter. It's at Jules Elbaba, at J-U-L-E-S-E-L-B-A-B-A. Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Uh, in, enjoy uh, the rest of the U.S. Open. Again, she's got Coco Golf and Djokovic winning Coco Golf later on tonight. Djokovic tomorrow uh, at the U.S. Open. If you're heading out uh, now, you're even more in the know. 800-919-3776, the phone number. We come back. We'll continue with your calls. Cynthia Freeland is going to be joining us in less than 15 minutes. We'll talk more about the Giants as well as the Jets getting you ready for their game against the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. That's going to be exciting. Um, we also have Joe Wiz who's going to be joining us. Uh, we've got our me and, of course, our two producers, Joe and Harvey. We've got our quote-unquote hot takes for the NFL season coming your way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Colorado up 3-0. Hold on one second. Let me... um. Let me call up some of these scores. Hmm. <sighs> I hate when my computer doesn't cooperate. Um, there we go. Stop. Behave yourselves, please. Um, <laughs> Georgia up on Ball State, 24 nothing. No surprise there. I'm sure you can. Never mind. I'm sure you don't care. Um, <laughs> so 3-0 Colorado up on Nebraska. I'm try- trying to look at some other scores that maybe I think you would you would really care about. I don't think there's any here that you would. Texas A&M going up against Miami at 3.30. I do like Texas A&M getting the points. Shh, don't tell Mama Mimi. Which, by the way, uh, this season, really excited about it, uh, putting together a pick'em, Mama Mimi's three best plays each and every week of the NFL season. Um, we record them on Friday. They air on our weekend wager show each and every Friday night. I will replay that for you at some point in time today. I don't know. Maybe after Cynthia Freeland. We'll see. I don't, maybe after Joe Wiz. We'll see. I don't know. But at some point in time, Mama Mimi's three best plays each and every week. One of them is always going to entail her Miami Dolphins. It was part of the agreement. Sorry, not Sorry. Uh, but she also went to the University of Miami, met my father at the University of Miami. My, my, my father played football at the University of Miami. First three years of my life, I actually grew up on the campus of University of Miami because they lived in married housing. Needless to say, Avi, I'm a big Canes fan. But I do believe that Texas A&M beats Miami. So I will lay the three with Texas A&M today. That game is uh, is at 3.30. Some big games later on tonight. None bigger than Texas going up against Alabama. 
I do like Texas. Give me Texas and the points. They have 16 returning starters. I do believe they have the better quarterback. They've got great wide receivers. They've got a top 10 offensive line. And more importantly, they've got a defense that can stop the run. And that's how you beat Alabama. you got to stop the run in order to beat Alabama. And they can. So, um, so give me Texas plus seven. I might even play Texas, dare I say, on the money line to win straight up. I think I might. So that game coming your way at 7 o'clock tonight, that's going to be a doozy for sure. But again, 3.30, Texas A&M going up against UM, University of Miami. Uh, and I do like Texas A&M, and I will lay the three with Texas A&M. All right, gentlemen, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. We were talking about hot takes for this NFL season. Who wants to start us off? I'll go last. Who us off in regards to your hot takes for this NFL season. How about this? Each of us have to come with three hot takes. I'm going to write them down, okay? And I will follow them throughout the NFL season, okay? And by the way, Colorado just scored again. So uh, so Colorado's up 10-0, t- 10-0 to Nebraska. Again, I got them at minus one. Uh, earlier in the week, they were minus three at kickoff. I told you to lay it. Hopefully you did. Colorado up 10 nothing at home against Nebraska. All right, who, who wants to kick us off? Is it going to be Joe or Harvey? Who's kicking us off? I'll go first. Okay, and Joe. I think this was the antithesis of, the, of having this segment because I said to you in the break, and I'll say, I said to Gordon, I think the Steelers are going to win the AFC North this year. Steelers winning the AFC North. That's a hot take. I will say this. I think the Steelers make it into the postseason as a wild card. I don't have them winning the AFC North, but I have them going in as a wild card. So, But I like that. I like the chutzpah. I like the, you know, I'd say something else, but it's a family show. So I like that. Um, what's number two, Joe? I have Jamar Chase as the Offensive Player of the Year. Jamar Chase, Offensive Player of the Year. I can see that. And I think the Seahawks will win the NFC West. Okay. So we're going to stop right there because we do have Cynthia Freeland who's going to be joining us on the show. So Joe went first. His three hot takes on this NFL season, Steelers winning the AFC North, Jamar Chase winning Offensive Player of the Year, and the Seattle Seahawks winning the NFC West. Those are Joe's three hot takes. At some point in time, we will have Harvey's, and then, of course, I will go last, right? Um, thank you. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland's going to be joining us next uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. Get used to it. Football season is here, baby. It's Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us. You can hear everybody screaming in the streets of New York City and New Jersey and Hoboken. Ah, Cynthia Freeland on 98.7 ESPN. Hey. How are you? I, I, pickleball has changed my life, boo. I, I'm, I, I've never I been better. You, I see you out there. I've never been, I, I've I lost 30 pounds. I've lost 30, I've lost 30 pounds. That's insane. It like, is. That's incredible. It is. It is. Here, here's my reasoning because pickleball doesn't, pickleball doesn't get you to your heart rate to a level where you're like hyperventilating, Right. It like, it keeps right, you right. in that fat, here's, it keeps you in that fat burning zone, right? So yeah. you know what they say? Like, so if your, if your heart rate is anywhere between like 128 and 135, that's your fat burning zone. Anything in the, like the yeah. 140, 145. Now you're not burning fat anymore. You're strengthening your heart. So I, I truly, I truly believe like pickleball just keeps you in that fat burning <laughs> zone. I play every morning for three hours. So I'm burning a ton of fat. I mean, I love it. I've so, only played like a couple of times, but I love that that's what's going on for you. So a few things, I know I have you on talking about football, but really quick, a few things as to why I love pickleball. Uh, number one, playing every morning, uh, never felt better, uh, have lost 30 pounds. Um, and probably people are like, well, you didn't have 30 pounds to lose. I, I probably didn't, but I still did. Um, I... Um, I'm, I'm, I, I have something competitive back in my life because you know me, I'm a very competitive person. Um, but more importantly, I bury the lead here. The people and the friendships that I have made in the last six months playing pickleball bar none. Oh, I love that. The last time I played any racket sport in Hoboken, I got hit in the face with a ball and it cracked my tooth. <laughs> I don't know what made me think of that just now, but I was in Hoboken. My friend George Ann Baran, who's still friends today, he hit like he didn't mean to, but I got hit in the face and Ooh. my back tooth cracked. It was crazy. And I'd never had a I hadn't even had a like a cavity before that. Well, I, I've had some facial injuries, but 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 nothing too significant that makeup couldn't cover up. Love it. And I'm still going out there every morning. Anyway, uh, God I bless pickleball. So, all right, let's get to football. <laughs> um, of course, news breaks yesterday. The Giants put Darren Waller on the injury report list with a hamstring issue. Um, yeah. A, what are you hearing? B, your thoughts on this team competing and trying to beat the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow night with Darren Waller, knowing that he's got some type of hamstring issue, Cynthia? I think if Waller plays, 
I think that the Giants win this one. I understand that the Dallas Cowboys have all this hype. Understand that they have a good defense. Understand a lot of things, right? But I think that the opportunity for Brian Dable to showcase, even with a not 100% Darren Wall, he just needs to be on the field. To distract the defense, to pull some space apart so that Saquon Barkley can do his thing. I know the line was good test for the O-line, great test for the O-line, but ultimately – I think that the, like, the, the Cowboys don't, to me, the Cowboys don't have the juice. I don't think Mike McCarthy's the type of play caller that can compete with what Brian Dable can bring with the play calling. I hear you. Also, you know, Paris Campbell's been flying low on the radar. Let me tell you something, Cynthia. He, he's, he's going to be a big part of this offense. But, and nobody, A, not only is nobody talking about him, B, you know, I've had several fantasy football drafts. Many people have been drafting Jalen Hyatt ahead of Paris Campbell, and that's that's not what you want to do. Paris Campbell is going to be a bigger part of this offense than Jalen Hyatt. I mean, I love that. That's a great note, especially for DFS. But the thing that I'll say about Paris Campbell and Jalen Hyatt, for that matter, is that it brings a ton of speed. Both of those guys are burners which means the opportunity for them to just get behind, sneak behind the defense is huge. If they try to cheat up too far to like defend Saquon or if they're not playing the right type of coverage, then what's going to happen is you're going to see some speed and some burning on the outside. So so with let's just say hypothetically speaking, 90 minutes before game time, it's announced that Darren Waller is not going to play. You're now switching to the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I have just a one-point win for the Giants, so I guess I'd have to, like, really look it through. It does make a difference because, to me, it's all about space, space on offense. I think the defense, you know, the Giants made some great last-minute moves acquiring Boogie Basham and getting Isaiah Simmons, but it's a close game. It's a, it's a really close game. I guess I'd have to, like, really think it through, but to me, it would still – I feel like I'm, I feel pretty good about, about the, the Giants' odds so long as Waller is even, you know – if he's out there, he's at least 60%, right? So, you know, that's the, I wouldn't like it if he was 0% and wasn't playing. I don't know if it would switch it completely to the winner, but I feel a lot better about it certainly if he's there. Again, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's turn our attention to J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 uh, playing on Monday night, going up against the Buffalo Bills. This line has been very intriguing to me, right? Opened up at two and a half, dropped all the way down to one. Now it's back up to two and a half. As we know, it's Aaron Rodgers' debut. Very interesting. Did you see the comments or hear the comments from Peyton Manning saying that this is going to be quite emotional for Aaron Rodgers stepping out? It's, it's a different experience when you walk out in New York City as opposed to Lambeau Field, which I find interesting. He thinks nerves is going to play a role uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night uh, or, or Monday night with Aaron Rodgers um, stepping up as the Jets quarterback, which I find interesting coming, coming from Peyton Manning. Um, I, I like the Buffalo Bills regardless. I think their front seven is going to be so dominant against a Jets offensive line with some really big question marks. Um, your, your thoughts on this matchup, Cynthia? I, I think I'm about to say, I think Peyton Manning's comments were like more a projection <laughs> than they were anything else. Because, like, look, like, Tom Brady came out and won with his, you know, his with the Bucks when he was first there. So it's like, 
All right, so is, is Aaron Rodgers going to do it too? Or they, is, is this something all of us kind of elite guys can do? So I think that's a bit of a projection. Now, I do think Aaron Rodgers will be emotional about it, but in a good way. I think he's like, honestly, I think he's in a really good place. So I think it's going to be great. I don't necessarily think this is the game I would want to start with because I, I believe that there's going to be a little bit of growing pain. It's, it's really the pass catchers and the fact that the, the timing with the O-line could be until it's like, you know, until I see like an O-line that can consistently play together and probably Mekhi Becton being out there and being his full Mekhi Becton self, it's going to be hard to say, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need an O-line. Everyone needs an O-line. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I would feel a little more confident if Vaughn Miller were playing. However, I still think that they've had plenty of time to adjust to no Vaughn Miller. So I think that in this case, I think that they'll be okay. Um. I have the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half, but I do have Garrett Wilson anytime touchdown at plus one ten. Do you like that? Is is there I is do. there a, I also like is there a pro, I was just going to say is there a prop play in this that you like? I think James Cook sees the end zone too, so that's that's another one I would. I think it's a James Cook moment for them. Interesting. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's take a look. Let's go beyond what's happening here in our own backyard in New York City, which, by the way, how blessed are we, right? Two primetime games. Sunday night, the Giants. Monday night, the Jets. Uh, we are living large here in New York City, that's for sure. Um, uh, my Probably my favorite game this week, Cynthia, is the Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the 49ers. I love the Steelers here. I'm going to take them plus two and a half. I'm going to tease them up to plus eight and a half. And I'm also going to play them on the money line. I like it. I don't know if I think they necessarily get the win, but especially with Nick Bosa not having been with the team, I definitely think there's some disrespect going on here for, especially if you look at what Mike Tomlin does week one historically. Last season was a great example of it against the Cincinnati Bengals when he sacked like the ever living daylight out of Joe Burrow. But I, I think that, you know, because Nick Bosa wasn't necessarily with the team, it could take a moment for that defensive front to be just as effective as possible. However, I know that the Steelers will tell you that their O-line is fixed. I, I don't know if I I'm, – I'm not – got to see it first. And fixed is one thing, but, like, fixed against the Niners, uh, that's another thing. And it's very hard to run against this team. So I, I'm, just a little, I'm just a little hesitant for the – I think it's like a one-point win for the Niners. So a sneaky, like – in the middle, like, you know, take the points, but maybe not the money line situation. Uh, let's talk about two teams that I think are, are really going to be dominant against rookie quarterbacks. The Baltimore Ravens at home laying nine and a half. The over-under is 43 and a half against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. And the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road in Indy against Anthony Richardson, who I think is very well could be Trey Lance 2.0. Uh, Jacksonville minus four and a half on the road. The over-under is at 46. I think both the Ravens and the Jags just crush it tomorrow. What say you? Well, I have Lamar Jackson as my comeback player of the year, and that's not to shade DeMar Hamlin. I'm doing it based on performance, and I think a quarterback's just the most valuable position, obviously. So I think it starts off strong, and I'm with you on that with the Ravens for sure. As for Anthony Richardson, I think it's going to – look better for him meaning I think he I think his his athletic ability will be on a bit more display because I have some questions about the Jags defense however I too think that the Jags just 
Like, it's going to be really interesting to see if, like, does Trevor Lawrence even need to be throwing in the fourth quarter? That's my question. Because I just I, – I don't know what the Colts' defense is going to look like, and I, I don't think that – even with that O-line being a little shady for the, the Jags, especially until Cam Robinson gets back, I, I still think it's going to be a, a heavy run script. So I'm with you. Um, just looking at some of the – how about the Arizona Cardinals, right? Cynthia, like, dare I say tank? I think they're tanking this season, right? They're looking at Caleb Williams. I don't know. I love Drake May. Whoever they're going after uh, for their new starting quarterback for the future. Uh, in Washington, our nation's capital, taking on the Commanders. Commanders minus seven. I think this is a good spot to use Washington as a two-team six-point teaser. Uh, maybe you align them with, let's say, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know. Maybe you align them with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tease the Steelers up to plus eight and a half. Um, but I think Washington rolls big time. Your thoughts on Arizona and the lack of talent that they are rolling out in week one. Yes. I mean, I still don't even understand the bus and, and drive yourself comment from the co- Like I'm, I have been thinking about that since I saw that clip and I still don't understand. Is it better to have come on the bus or is it better to have driven myself? I just don't know. But I, I think that Washington is going to have a sneaky, good offense just in general, like maybe not like, like it's not going to be a world beater, but I think the way that you, that a lot of people I've seen feel about Sam Howell is maybe too low. They're like, Oh, extreme DFS play only. Okay. Yeah. He's a good DFS pick. Absolutely. Cause he's a low price, but in general, I think this is going to be a better team than we thought. And Terry McLaurin seems to be back. I don't know if he's hundred percent healthy, you know, Dotson's there. You've got good running backs. I think this is a, a better situation and a better team. Like this team's going to come like dagger the hearts of some other teams along the season. I don't think it, you know, no one's expecting Arizona to, to roll as much, but in for fantasy, maybe you play James Connor, but I'm, I'm staying away from that game just in general. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Typically week one home dogs capitalize, right? Uh, because as we know, a lot of these teams aren't necessarily ready to go because of the new collective bargaining agreement. They really haven't practiced well. All the things. New England Patriots at home plus four, Cynthia, against the Philadelphia Eagles. I like the Patriots. I think the Eagles win. I think this game is going to be closer than than what most people think. In Bill O'Brien, I trust. Am I crazy? I mean, I hate that number. Like, four is a weird number. Mm -hmm. Like, so... I, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't trust Bill O'Brien because I do, but you need play action to work in order for, you know, to where we've seen Mac Jones really excel is when play action can work. And it's very hard to run against this. It, it seems at least very hard to run against the, the Eagles defensive front. So that being said, I feel more confident that this game is, you know, it's definitely, I, I feel confident that the Eagles are the winners. I, could it be by three or by seven? I feel is pretty equally as likely. So I don't like the number, but I, I definitely, I actually think that the Eagles win this one. I think they have too many, they just have too many things that are kind of a one up for what the, the, the offense needs to do to get going. I just like, who's going to catch the ball, right? Like Devonte Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster just feels like James Bradbury and, you know, big play slay aren't going to let that happen. Um, so, so who, give me, because I, I, I do want to talk fantasy with you before we let you go. 
Um, I, I love see another one. I love Seattle minus five. As we as I've stated before, the Rams sold their soul to the devil to win a Super Bowl. Now it's time to pay the piper. That's exactly what they're doing. I like Seattle a lot this season. Seattle minus five against the Rams. Um, it, it, what, what's your favorite play of week one? What's your favorite play of week one, Cynthia? I, I really like Seattle, too. That one is really close to the top of my list. Um, I'm also going to say that I'm probably higher on Chicago to win by at least three than other people. I think that without Christian Watson, or at least, you know, I don't know who's going to catch the ball. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about Jordan Love in general. I just think that, you know, look like the, the Bears deficiencies were something where the I don't know how the Green Bay Packers are going to answer necessarily. So as much as I like I kind of hate that game because it's like so many unknowns and it kind of feels like two teams that you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to see from these defenses because Green Bay has a lot of good pieces, but they didn't play well together at first stretches last season. And then Chicago, you know, not a huge pass rush, but also I don't know what to expect against this. It, like the the O line is banked up, so I don't know. So when I'm looking at that, when I think Chicago at Chicago at home, you know, in the home opener against Green Bay, Green Bay has eaten their lunch there for years. I think that's a that's one that I feel good about too. All right, Cynthia Freeland, time to talk some fantasy, getting the folks ready for their fantasy football matchups week one. I know I'm 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 coming out of a a, a, a huge hole that I buried myself in because I start I started Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony in leagues as soon as we found out that Travis Kelsey was going to be inactive on Thursday. So I need some big performances, quarterback wise. Besides the obvious, okay, loving some Geno Smith, okay, well. loving some Trevor Lawrence. Give me some quarterbacks that are flying under the radar that you would start in week one. Well, you kind of still mind with the, uh, with, I think people are sleeping on Gino. In fact, I have him in the startable range and I don't have Dak Prescott in a startable range. So that's maybe a bit of a note right there. I, someone who does fall within a startable range, if you are, and I'm talking about like, you're pretty desperate. I do think Sam Howell is earning enough, especially like, like I said, for DFS, it's a great play for DFS. Um, and then actually it's very, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting one for me too, but you know, don't forget about Derek Carr. I think a lot of people have, he doesn't look to be drafted and looking at ADPs right now. So he seems to be available in enough leagues to technically be considered a sleeper. So if Derek Carr hasn't been scooped up, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game versus Tennessee than, than people maybe give it credit for. Um, let's take a look at some of the, uh, the running backs. I'm loving Jamal Williams heading into Love. Sunday, right? Because no Alvin Kamara, he's suspended. Kendry Miller is dealing with either a groin or a hamstring, something, so I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Jamal Williams. I like him. I also like him to score any time touchdown that you can get at even money. Yep. Who are some of the running backs uh, that aren't the obby that you're going to be playing this week? So, yeah, you talked about, I mean, you know, Raheem Mostert. So we talked about last time, this against the Chargers defense. Understand, it's way better, they're healthier, et cetera. However, last time Miami played at the Chargers, they, like, forgot to run the ball. I think they had, like, 16 rushing attempts. So I think that's going to look a lot different. Remember, this is the Mike McDaniel, Shanahan tree, blah, 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 blah. Like, we all know that. So Raheem knows that you can want to start. And I think people are totally sleeping on Rashad White. I'm not suggesting that Tampa Bay is going to have, like, this world-beater offense, but Minnesota has some areas you can run on them. I also believe that if you look at 
uh, Baker Mayfield's tendencies. He had, like, when he was a Brown, he had top 10 rates in terms of percentage of throws to running backs. So, Rashad White for fantasy, I, people, like, forgot about him. Totally forgot about him. So, you like Rashad White this week. I'm taking notes, boo. I'm taking notes as we have you on as a and guest here. Samaji, pepper in a little Samaji P. Ryan, too. Because, you know, Denver, obviously, you're already starting Javante Williams if you're you know, you're playing, you drafted him in a startable range. Samaji P. Ryan, this Las Vegas defense, especially without Chandler Jones, I, I think they're going to want to run the ball. Let's just put it that way. There's going to be a lot of running. Yeah, I, I love Javante Williams this week, but understanding, of course, uh, P. Ryan is, is back there as well. All right, wide receiver well, what? Right, wide receiver-wise, um, let me some dots in. I've got a sleeper for you. Thoughts on Demario Douglas, wide receiver for the Patriots. I hear that they've been stashing him away, uh, not wanting to make a big stink about him in the preseason, and will unleash him this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, <laughs> so, so thoughts thoughts on some wide receivers you like in fantasy? I mean, I like that. I think that's funny. I always just my I guess my question is like, if they've been stashing him away, have they been able to create the chemistry that you need to like throw the ball? Like, it's not like. You know, they're even the best quarterback and receiver duos. Like they need a little practice together. So, like, I I always get like I always think the stash away things is like a little bit funny. But you know, I, I think people are sleeping on Christian Kirk. Everyone's talking about Calvin Ridley, but Christian Kirk, remember, also there in Jacksonville, and people forget about that. The also there guy, Brandon Ayuk. People think, okay, I don't want to pick any receiver against Pittsburgh's awful front, but Brandon Ayuk quietly had like a really strong season last year, so. That could be a very interesting one, especially if they decide to shut down Debo Samuel or focus on Debo Samuel. You talked about Dotson already, so I won't I won't double down on that one. But look, if you want to take a flyer, Jacoby Myers and Las Vegas is going to need to throw the ball to someone. I would imagine, you know, Denver secondary is very familiar. The guy who who's in charge of De- Denver secondary was actually in Green Bay, so he's very familiar with Devontae Adams. I think Jacoby Myers could be like the little the little kind of sneaky one for this specific game. I like it. And last but not least, let's talk some tight ends. Slim Pickens, right? This week with no oh, Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews is dealing with an injury. Darren Waller is dealing with an injury. Uh, I love Tyler Higby for the Rams. Uh, you know, I think yeah. he's going to be peppered. I think he's going to be peppered by targets. A lot of people like uh, Juwan Johnson, Kincaid. Excited yep. to see what he's going to do for Buffalo against the Jets. Uh, who? G- give me some of your top tight ends you like this week. Don't forget about Greg Dulcich, Denver. I think that you know you got to remember what are some of Sean Payton's tendencies. He likes to target tight ends, so. Greg Dulcich could be a good pick, and Las Vegas' secondary is uh, risky, not not good, uh, whatever. Um, and then you could also consider, you know, Hayden Hurst, who, look, Carolina is down like every receiver possible, so it feels like they don't have a lot of options, meaning the potential for him to get a decent amount of volume is there. And then, of course, um, you know, look, some people will tell you not to play this guy this week, but, you know, I'll tell you that, Chigokonku, to me, especially for day, for daily fantasy, is a really nice upside pick against the New Orleans defense. I don't love the New Orleans defense, but I think Chigokonku could have, like, a good, you know, this is this is one of those things where, you know, you got Derrick Henry, you got New Hopkins, and then maybe this Chig situation with, with some other injuries to, to their pass catchers as well. You rock as always, my friend. Always appreciate you, Cynthia Freeland. Have a fantastic week one. We'll all be watching you on the NFL Network.
Thank you so much. I can't wait to talk next week. You got it. Cynthia Freeland here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.